Hello everyone, good to see you. I'm Claire Mulman here. Our website is cwowi.org. No, I'm sorry, cwowi.eu, Church Without Walls. And we are in Europe. You can go to our website, you find a lot of articles translated in many, many different languages. So it will be a pleasure if you go there. And if you want to know more about house church, go there too. And uh, many articles about house church and information for you. Okay, but today I want to talk about submission and obedience because that is a big thing. You know, a lot of people think that it's, it's the same submission and obedience. And, um, well, and, and while you have heard, you know, maybe men saying to their wives, wife, you have to submit to me. You have to obey me. Whatever I say, you have to do. But what are those words? What does the Bible say about it? So I want you, if you have a Bible with you, please go to Ephesians chapter five. And there in chapter five, uh, Paul is talking. It starts with walk in love. That's a good thing, right? Walk in love. He says, be imitators of God and walk in love. And then when you go to verse 22, he says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to do their own husbands, and husbands love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Well, there is a lot to talk about, but I just want to talk about submission and obedience. And first of all, when you read it in context, go back to verse 21, but there it says, well, in verse 20 and 19, it says, You speak to one another in psalms and songs and melodies and thanking the Lord for all things and submitting to one another in the fear of God. So we should all submit to one another in the fear of God. So what does that word submit really mean? When you look it up in the Greek, uh, it is the word hypotasso, and hypo means under, and tasso to arrange. So it is you arrange yourself under, you place yourself under, under God's arrangements, or uh, it's, it's actually a person who willfully places himself under to yield himself to the will or authority of another person. And it says here, uh, to your own husbands, in the fear of the Lord. Where was it? Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Meaning, well, the Amplified Bible says this wonderfully, it says, out of reference of God as a servant of service of to the Lord. So it's actually an act of submission to the Lord when you submit to one another, when you place yourself under someone else. So submission is not the same as obedience. Uh, when the wife submits her husband, that is an act of submission to the Lord. And of course, it's not a one-sided thing. Husbands are to submit to the wives because we are to submit to one another. Wives are to submit to their husbands. And husband and wife both are to submit uh, to the God, to the will of God in every situation in their lives. But sometimes there could be a disagreement and then one of the two has to have the final authority in a marriage. And in marriage, I think the husband is the final authority. But true submission, when you place yourself under, it's a condition. It's an attitude of the heart and it can never be required by one human being of another. Uh, my Bible says it can only be given on the basis of trust, right? You, you trust someone and you willfully place yourself under that person's authority. Well, as a parent, when you are a parent, you know, you can make your children 
to obey, and they will obey out of fear or out of punishment or whatever. But true submission is when the child wants to obey because he trusts you, because he listens to you, and he wants to yield to the instruction of the parent, and that's a different thing. Well, you all know about children, how that is sometimes a great example in our family years ago when, well, our children were born in the 70s, most of them. And at that time in the cars, you did not have seat belts. It was not required to have seat belts. So when the kids were in the back of the car, of the car, there were no seat belts. So they had to sit down, you know, and sometimes one of them wanted to stand up because you have a better view. You know, of everything outside and, but then when you can't look in your rear mirror when one of the kids is standing up. So many times we had to say to one of the kids, okay, please sit down. You have to sit down because I need, uh, need to look in the, in the rear mirror, but they didn't want to do that. And finally one sat down, but you could see at the look of his face that he sat down, but actually he didn't want to sit down. He's offered he or she, I don't know who it was. Uh, because they still wanted to st to stand up, you know, and do their own thing, but eventually they obeyed. So were they submissive in their hearts? No, they were not submissive. Were they obedient? Yes. So you can be obedient and not submissive, and you can be submissive if your heart is okay, is okay, but not obedient. When someone asks you to do something that's against God's uh, rule, against God's will, you do not have to obey, even in a marriage. When a husband asks something of you, which you know is against God's will, his plan, and it doesn't fit, it doesn't feel right in your spirit, you do not have to obey, but you can still be submissive. Okay, of course, Jesus is our life, our great example of a life that is submitted to the will of the God. He chose to do the will of the Father, and he said, not my will, but your will be done. Uh, that's a wonderful uh, example, actually. Uh, but many say, you know what we read here, Christ is the head of the church. So, and, and so the husband is the head. What does it say at 23? The husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is the head of the church. What does that mean? Does it mean that whatever he says goes because he is the head? And some people assume that that means that men have been designed by God to be the leaders, leader in the hustle, in a marriage, leader in society. And women are called to be followers. And they say that's a model for the church as well. But when you look up the word head here in the Greek, it's the word kephale. And you can translate it as source. For instance, the headwaters of, are the, of a river are the source of a river. But it can also be translated taken. So, But if Paul had meant to say that the husband is the boss or the leader of the wife, he would have used the word archon. And that is often used in the New Testament to denote authority. So he didn't say the husband is the authority of the wife, but he said the husband is, or the wife is the, the source of she is taken from the man. Why would he say that? Well, here in this passage, he's referring to the origin of women in the Garden of Eden. Adam was the source of Eve because she was taken from his side. So that's actually what he is saying. Uh, okay, go back. Uh, some examples about submission and uh, obedience. Oh, well, uh, if you obey, you just do what that person says. Okay, children are, uh, the Bible says children are to obey uh, their parents. And, and uh, when you are a worker in a company, you are to obey your bosses, whatever they say, unless it goes against, of course, God's will. But there are some examples of uh, godly submission and not obedience. 
Well, you know that James says, submit yourselves to God. So he doesn't want us to just obey and do whatever. He wants us first to be submitted in our hearts. When you go to 1 Peter 2, 13, it, uh, 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 Peter says that we are to... Um, 1 Peter, let's go there. <laughs> 1 Peter 2, 13. I will look it up. It says... Um, Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, uh, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation, and therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of men for the Lord's sake. But before we go there, I want to uh, uh, point out a wonderful example, before I forget it, about submission and obedience in a marriage, that you can be submissive in heart, but not obedience. There's a wonderful, you can even look it up on uh, on Google about Smith Wigglesworth. You know, he was a British evangelist. And in one of his meetings, he said he owned his ministry to, to his wife. And he said he was a plumber, a plumber. He didn't go to church anymore. He became uh, actually against church, so to say, so to speak. And he said to his wife one day, you're up there at that church all the time. You might as well move there and get your bed up there. And she said, no, Smith, I'm not up there all the time. I'm up there about three times a week. I do not neglect you and I do not neglect the children. The children. You know that. And then he said, well, the Bible says that the man is the head of the house and that wives are to obey their husbands. So I'm telling you not to go to church anymore. And she said, well, you are my husband and whatever you say goes here in the house. But you're not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And he said to go, so I'm going to church. Goodbye. And then he said, I'm going to lock you out so you can't get back in. And eventually, evidentially, she didn't have a key to the house, so he locked her out. When she returned, she sat out on the back steps all night. He came downstairs the next morning, unlocked the doors. It must have been cold because he found her huddled up and she was leaning against the doors. And when he opened it, she almost fell into the kitchen. But she got up smiling and laughing and said, Dear, what would you like for breakfast? And she acted as if nothing had happened. She just loved him. And then he felt convicted. And Mr. Wickelsworth uh, said that if, if it hadn't been for his wife, who was used by God, he would have never made it. And he became a great man of God and was mightily used. But his wife had a big part in all of it. Okay, that's what First Peter 3 verse 1 and 2 also says. Wife, likewise be submissive to your own husbands. And even if the, some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your respectful and pure conduct. When they observe. Sometimes it's better not to speak and not to preach, but let them observe your your life. Okay, I mentioned something about First uh, Peter 2, that we are to submit uh, to every ordinance. Uh, how does it work? How What does the Bible say about it? When you go, for instance, uh, to Acts 4, uh, you know that the apostles were uh, commanded uh, not to speak or teach the name of Jesus. But then they said, okay, but we have to obey God rather than men. And that was, of course, true. They were submissive in their hearts because when they were put into jail, they didn't uh, rebel. They just under, underwent their punishment, so to speak. But they just said, we're, we're not going to obey you. We have to obey the Lord. We have to obey God over men. 
and and but they submitted their authority they were beaten but they did not criticize them afterwards and a wonderful example of that too is to find in daniel let me see where do i have that scripture when you go to the book of daniel chapter 3 you know his story there was a the image of gold gold nebuchadnezzar had made a golden image and he says, every time you hear the sound of the horn and the flute and so on of music, you have to uh, fall down, worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately in the fiery furnace. So there were Sadrach, Mesach and Albert Negro. And they said that we will not serve thy God. We will not worship the golden image. And then, of course, they did not serve them and they were uh, thrown into the fiery furnace. So they were submissive in their hearts, but they were not obedient. And the Lord honored that because he took them out of them. He was there with them in the fiery furnace. Amazing story. When you go to chapter 6, there's another king, another ruler, actually. And it's not Nebuchadnezzar, but here we have Darius. And, uh, okay, some of the men were uh, actually jealous of Daniel. And he, they wanted to find something against Daniel to, to uh, trick him or whatever. So they went to uh, the king, to Darius, and he said, okay, you have to make a decree that whoever prays to any god or man for 30 years, except for you, O king, that he shall be cast into the den of lions. And he thought, okay, that's a good idea. So he there was a law of Median and Persians, which means you cannot change that law. So he signed a decree. And then Daniel did what he always have done. It was his custom since early days. It says he went on his knees three times a day and he prayed and gave thanks before God. But of course, those men assembled themselves and they found Daniel and making supplication. And they went to the king. They told him what Daniel had done. And actually, the king Darius was bound to his own words, although he regretted it. And then he says, well, your God whom you serve, he will deliver you. But he had to throw him into the into the den. And then when he had done that, he says, okay, have your God whom you serve been able to deliver you? And then Daniel says, oh, king, live forever. He didn't curse him or didn't. He was not mad at him. But why did you do that? He says, oh, king, live forever. He says, I have not, um, the mouth, uh, they have not heard me because I was found innocent before him. And also, king, I have done no wrong before you. So, and he was there, uh, there was no injury found on him because he believed in his God. Amazing. So he was submissive in his heart, but he did not obey. And he obeyed the Lord uh, more. He had to obey the Lord. Uh, so that's a good example of submission and obedience. So submission is an attitude of your heart and obedience is an act. You do something. You can be obedient and not submissive and you can be submissive and not obedient. But submission is voluntarily. It can never be forced upon you. And not uh, children are to obey, of course, but if a, ch a child is always forced to obey, that the result can be uh, bitterness and resentment. Uh, what else can I tell you about that? Uh, well, I think that's it for today. There's a lot to talk about, actually, to to say about it. But let's just think about it. It's not that the husband can say, oh, wife, you have to obey me, listen to me, whatever I say goes. 
but we have to have a submissive, a submissive heart, a submissive intention, attitude of the heart. And the best thing is when husbands and wives are both submitted to the will of God in their lives for their family, that they function as uh, together because men and women are created equally together. So you both have the Lord in your heart. You both know him and you have to find an agreement. Okay. Any questions, you can go to cwowi.eu, write me an email and let me know what you think about it. See you next time. Bye-bye.